test one two three four test 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 we're back after a long justified hiatus um on the last podcast i was discussing my mother and her illness and um yeah unfortunately things got much worse and she is no longer with us you know i'll just say it right away because it happened almost two months ago and that's the reality you know what am i gonna say i'm not gonna sugarcoat it i'm not gonna make anything up it's what happened i was there when it happened so was my sister um it wasn't as scary as i expected i was so scared um you know i had to go out to colorado a couple of times but um ultimately it wasn't as scary as i thought um, I spent the last few nights of her life in the hospital. I slept there in a very poorly designed recliner chair. And I did what I had to do. You know, I stuck around. I spent as much time as I could there. And she passed away peacefully in her sleep. 12 12 p.m march 10th 2022 so that's it i mean what else is there to say if i do want to say anything else about it i will but i i just want to say funerals are expensive and um funeral homes are manipulative and rude <laughs> and they take advantage of people and i think that's um that's that. What else can I say? I don't want to get into the um the other family drama that's been going on because I'm just like sick and tired of it, you know? I I'm sick and tired of it. I don't want to talk about it, think about it, um even have feelings about it, you know, I'm trying my best, whatever. So, um there are a few things I did want to talk about. It's it's late at night on on Sunday, May 1st, 2022. So many things are happening in the world so many. I mean, what can I say? I mean, first of all, um, I kind of tweaked my back right before I started recording. Um, not sure exactly what is happening. I am 35 years old. Uh, not afraid to say that on the podcast. Because I, I don't know who listens to this. I know people do listen to it because there are consistent downloads. So, you know, if if it's some people who are my haters, I, I'm sure they're glad to hear it. Glad to hear that I tweaked my back uh, doing almost minimal activity. Um, I kind of was like turned at a weird angle typing on my computer. And I felt kind of a little, a little, a little tweak in my <laughs> left side. Um, yeah, that's how it is. You know, you start falling apart after a certain age. I didn't really feel like I was falling apart until like this last year. So, you know, that's how it is. Um, yeah, I'm going to sleep it off. That's my plan. I'm going to sleep it. That's all you can do to feel better is to sleep, you know, after a certain age. Also, I did drink last night, so that may have something to do with it. Just like feeling kind of like not good. Um, and as I've gotten older, I've realized like drinking probably isn't worth it. it <laughs> and I've started like get, I've started to get like really depressed, like just thinking about like all of the, you know, total hours that I've probably spent like partying and drinking, 
you know, like how many things could I have accomplished if I hadn't been partying and drinking? But then again, I think like, well, does it really make a difference? But then, but then again, then I think about like rude comments people have said to me, like a girl who I used to be friends with, who said, um, <laughs> I, you don't even do anything. She was talking about show business. And maybe she's right. Maybe I don't do anything in show business. And maybe I don't need to. And I take that as a sign as improving mental health. Because if you want to be in show business, you have a sickness. Like if you <laughs> really want to do stand-up comedy every night and get attention and, you know, be in this business where so many people are terrible people, you have an illness and that's okay you know and you can work your way through it that's how I know that therapy and medications and all those things probably work because I feel cured like I feel like I don't really need to do entertainment anymore and that's kind of a problem <laughs> like I improved my mental health so much that I could not possibly see myself uh even doing an open mic anytime soon. I don't know why. I mean, maybe I'm just like on a temporary hiatus. Maybe I'll want to do comedy again. But at this time, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I need to do that. Like who, like what am I proving by doing that? You know, like I've spent so many hours of my life, probably in total, like, I don't know. It's probably in total, like two years of my life I spent in open mics or something or and doing comedy and, you know, driving to these venues that like barely pay you or don't pay you at all. And for what? Like, did I get enough attention? I don't know. I mean, I'm still doing the podcast, but like the podcast is different because I feel like the podcast, because not a lot of people listen to it, I'm able to like get away with saying things that I would never really say on stage <laughs> or even tweet about. And there's something I want to talk about on the pod today that I would never tweet about <laughs> because I'm scared. Well, I'm not like scared, but I just don't think pe a lot of people agree with me. But I also do think a lot of people agree with me on this particular topic, but they're afraid to say anything about it. If you hear any clicking, it's my iMac mouse. Um, that's not a brag that I have an iMac. This thing is um, not working in some respects. The O on the keyboard is like sticking. So sometimes the O doesn't work when I'm trying to type. Awful. $1,500 for what? For no O? Ridiculous. Hold on. Yeah, so I don't know. I just don't feel like I have to prove anything to anyone. And years ago, I felt that way too. And I like, you know, there was like a girl who I'm close friends with who like you know, she's starting to get pretty successful in show business. And I told her, I was like, I don't care about being booked on like these shitty comedy shows. And it's true. I don't because they suck. <laughs> like there's so many like horrible comedy shows and people like derive their self-esteem from being booked on these comedy shows. I care way more about like money and like just like building wealth and things like that which I have been doing over the last like however many years I've been in Los Angeles but you know people only care about like the things they see the things you're booked on you know like what show are you on blah 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 and I'm like sick and tired of it because it actually like it feels like I'm getting like really alienated from people that I used to be really close with 
and I'm sensing it, but, like, I don't know if they sense it or they, like, think I'm, like, not good enough to hang out with them anymore. And it's kind of an interesting social dynamic to experience. But, you know, maybe they haven't noticed. I am, of course, always light years ahead of other people um, as an Aquarius. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, maybe I should like um, do something to compromise my mental wellness so that I have a reason to do <laughs> stand-up comedy again. I thought even, like, the fact that my mom passed away would make me want to do stand-up comedy again, and it hasn't done that. Like, so far I've been like, I don't need to do that. And that's another thing. I'm like, well, maybe I just don't want to do this because I'm still sad about my mom. And I am still sad about my mom, but I feel like I'm going to be sad about her forever. So, like, at some point I need to figure out if I'm going to do that um, ever again. So, we'll see. Um, I watched Heat tonight. Yes, the Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, 1990 film, Heat, 1995 film, Heat. Um, I was comparing it to, um, the ambulance movie, which apparently is no longer, the I saw it in theaters, like, maybe, like, uh, three weeks ago, or, yeah, I think it was, like, three weeks ago, maybe four, and... <laughs> Ambulance is, it's a Michael Bay movie and it has Jake Gyllenhaal as a guy who's robbing a bank with a crew. Basically the movie, it feels like Michael Bay like watched Heat like a hundred times and was like, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a movie called like Heat, but with an ambulance. And that's basically what Ambulance is. And it's like an inferior version of Heat and it makes me upset. So if you want to see a movie that is better than Ambulance, you can watch Heat. But, you know, we don't I'm not here to talk about Heat. Um, someone got mad at me on Reddit today. <laughs> someone got mad at me on Reddit like, you know, an anonymous stranger because so it was on a celebrity gossip subreddit, okay? And we were talking about um uh, okay, so there is a certain actor, I'm just, I'm not going to say names, but there was a certain actor who got in trouble for doing something inappropriate on a film set, and the film is directed by a certain comedian who has been um, called out for inappropriate behavior with women before, okay? And all I did, anonymously, was I just made a comment saying, oh, not surprised, the guy directing this movie is way worse than that one accusation that he had that come out. And it's true. I've heard way worse things about this guy dating back to 2014. 2014. That's how long it's been. So that's eight years. Um, I've basically heard that this guy is straight up a date rapist. Like I know a girl who this happened to. I don't have to name names. I don't have to say anything, but that's all I, that's all I posted on, as a comment. And this guy goes, that's a pretty serious accusation to throw around with nothing to back it up. Well, sir, this is a celebrity gossip subreddit. So I'm sorry that the gossip does not fit your proper narrative. Also, um, in the instance of this type of incident, which is date rape, in which a woman was drugged and raped, I mean, there's not really a way to prove that. That's, I mean, it, cases like that barely ever get prosecuted. So like, it's these guys who are always like, you don't have proof. 
you don't have proof. It's like, okay, what do you want us to do? Like, this is a crime that, like, is so easy to get away with and nobody cares about it. But you don't want us to talk about it when it does happen. It's like, mm, okay, sorry that um, one of your alleged comedy heroes is probably a bad guy. But guess what? Newsflash, most men in comedy are bad. Okay? <laughs> okay? To varying degrees. I'm not saying all of them are, like, rapey or, like, sexual assaulters. But, like, I would say, like, the guys who, like, pretend to be really, like, super woke or, like, they say they're feminists or they say they're allies, you know, they're, like, the worst ones. Like, you should keep your eyes peeled for any guy that's, like, yeah, I'm an ally. Like, no, you're one of the worst people I've ever met. Hold on. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how <laughs> this is segueing into something important that I wanted to talk about. But it's interesting to me how I really feel like people who are abusers, like the reason they get away with it is because they're molding a certain narrative or a certain image about themselves that fools a ton of people. And it fools people so well that they think that even when an accusation does arise or like a rumor comes out or, you know, there are whispers about certain things, they're like, oh, no, that can't that can't possibly be true. It can't possibly. Oh, he's such a good guy. He's such a good guy. Anytime you hear he's such a good guy about something, that guy, he's fucking terrible. Okay. Like, the, <laughs> like some of the best guys I've ever known have not had reputations where people are like, oh, he's such a good guy. Such a good guy. No, that's like the worst thing you could hear about somebody is that they're a good guy. Um, it's such a cover for bullshit, you know, and I, I see right through it. And this leads into the topic I wanted to talk about because I feel like so many people like are fooled by this. And it is the, um, oh God, it, it, don't cancel me. Actually, you know what? You can, because I need something to happen in my career. I need somebody to, <laughs> to call me out. It's the best thing for your career is to be canceled. I mean, everybody's like pretending like it's not, but it is. It's like, if, if you get quote unquote canceled, which isn't a real thing, like people are going to be talking about you so much. And then like a bunch of like right wing idiots are going to be like, Oh, I love this person. They're so great. Like, they're a hero, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, I want to talk about the Johnny Depp and the Amber Heard defamation trial. And I'm specifically bringing up that is it, it's a defamation trial because it seems like everyone has forgotten that. If you've been following this at all on social media or watching the trial itself, like I watch it um, at work um, during the day. So, you know, I just sit there, like, listening to it, seeing what's happening. And it seems like, like, pretty much most of social media, especially on platforms like Facebook and Twitter and TikTok, are completely, like, and I, it pains me to say this because th this should never be how a trial plays out. They're all, like, quote-unquote, team Johnny Depp, which makes no sense, Um it's a defamation trial. This is not a trial to determine whether or not 
he or she was abusive. And if people actually did pay attention to this, um, there was a trial that took place in the United Kingdom. And people are saying like, oh, it was in the UK. It doesn't count. The UK, which is a more, you know, established political dominion much longer than the United States. Um, <laughs> it's not like... You know, some third world country where, like, the legal system is all fucked up. Or, like, remember in, like, South Africa, um, like, you know that, like, Oscar Pistorius murder case? Like, in South Africa, they don't even have a jury. They just have, like, one judge who decides, like, everything. Um, So, anyway, in the UK trial, um, there were... 14 accusations of physical abuse that were presented by Amber Heard and 12 out of the 14 accusations were found to be quote unquote substantially true. Okay. And (laughs) oh my God, people are going to be so mad. But I mean, you know, I just have to tell it like it is like I've been in abusive relationships and I was in one particular where the man was um, very adept at fooling people. Um, people think he's like a great guy, you know, like he pretends he's an ally. Like he, he'll post stuff like, um, like on Martin Luther King Day, he'll post about Martin Luther King and be like, oh, um, happy birthday to the greatest American that this country has ever produced. But meanwhile, he was like choking me and sexually assaulting me. Okay, that's like the type of guy we're dealing with here. Um, I feel like in the Johnny Depp matter, um, and again, the trial that's taking place right now in Virginia is for defamation. And so essentially, his attorneys will have to prove that in some way that uh, Miss Hurd's accusations defamed him and that he somehow lost something in his career. And so far, after watching the trial, and I do consider myself somewhat of a legal expert because I do work in law, and I am um, studying to take the LSAT, I think that um, they're doing a terrible job of proving any sort of defamation happened. Also, because everybody seems to already like be on his side, which is like ridiculous, or they're like, I'm Team Johnny Depp, like this is a fucking like Super Bowl event. Um, they're, they're showing that the public favors him. So where is the, the damages here? Like he has all the support, all of these people like behind him, supporting him. So what has he really lost, you know? And the, and they, um, they showed a video deposition of his former agent, who is also, uh, Lady Gaga's ex-boyfriend, um, what's his name? Christian Carino. And they asked him a bunch of questions and this, and keep in mind, this is Johnny Depp's witness. They asked him, do you believe that Johnny Depp lost any career opportunities as a result of, you know, his relationship uh, happenings with Amber Heard? He said, no, he said, no. Okay. And they were also talking about how one of the reasons that, um, he wasn't going to be in the the next Pirates movie was because he, like, had, like, a bad reputation on set for being late all the time. And, like, it's related to him being drunk all the time. So, I mean, look, here's the thing. The, the, the abusive guy I dated, he was also an alcoholic. And alcoholics, I'm not saying all of them, they tend to have 
non-ideal behaviors for romantic relationships because if they're abusing a substance or constantly like thinking about a substance or choosing a substance over their partner then they're going to mistreat their partner and I and I really believe that and that can come out in like really subtle ways or like you know ways that people may not notice immediately so I think uh, that's part of the issue here I think that also, I mean, this isn't even something I think. Like, this is something that, you know, psychologists talk about and psychiatrists and doctors. It's like alcoholism is a progressive disease. So it's it's going to get worse physically and mentally, not just for the person who is drinking, but also for the people in the alcoholic's life. So if you're an important person in the life of an alcoholic... As they get older, things are just going to worsen. And that could be their treatment of you, you know. And I I really believe that. And there are not, there are signs that Johnny Depp has a pattern of abusive behavior. And they're trying to say like, oh, no, that's not true. He's not abusive at all. Um, like one of the quote unquote pieces of evidence that his fans are using is like oh he promised his mom he would never hit a woman like what does that mean like that doesn't mean anything he was he was exposed to physical abuse in his household which makes it more likely that he would engage in physical abuse that's just statistically what happens okay and the thing about saying like, oh, no, he can't possibly be abusive. Well, I don't see that at all because like they talk about like in the 90s, how he would like trash hotel rooms a lot, like and a known sign of an abuser as if they are damaging things in the house. Let's say, for example, they're punching a wall. They will throw things, They even if they're like damaging furniture or things around the house that is considered a warning sign of future physical abuse. And I, like, I feel comfortable saying that because that is something that mental health professionals have spoken on. And I've witnessed it personally. Okay. Another thing, he called the mother of his kids a quote, withering cunt. Okay. Who, like, if he's such a good guy, like, who calls the mother of their children a withering cunt? And I'm saying this, I, I do acknowledge that Amber Heard is, you know, has issues, clearly. I mean, she has mental illness. That's another thing. Like, people are so, like, strange about, like, mental illness. They'll be like, yeah, I'm an, I'm an advocate for mental illness. I'm an ally. You know, I think, I think mental health is so important. And then, you know, the attorneys are like, well, she's diagnosed with, um borderline personality or histrionic personality and then everybody's like yeah see I knew that bitch was fucking crazy like that's their reaction to it that's the reaction these are people who who will say like yeah mental health is so important you need to take care of yourself you know if people are hurting you should reach out to them and this woman who clearly has mental health problems people are just like trashing her for everything like she could do anything she could be wearing glasses in the courtroom people were like look at that fucking dumb bitch and her dumb bitch glasses 
Like, I've seen it. I've seen the comments. They're so vile and misogynistic. And I'm not even saying... I haven't even said once that I think she is not abusive. I think that the reaction to her even existing is so violently misogynistic. And it is... um, It feels like it's a reaction to... Um, sort of the messaging that came with Me Too, which is like, listen to victims, believe women, things like that. And people are taking this one incident and taking a woman who um, is perceived to be as abusive, even though a formal trial in the UK found that 12 out of 14 of her um, uh, incidents of physical abuse were substantiated to be true. And they are saying, oh, she's a crazy, lying, stupid bitch. And it has these, like, tinges of, I don't know, it's just, like, total, like, classic misogyny. It's like, oh, like, oh, she's being dramatic. She's histrionic, you know. um, She's a dumb bitch. She's a cunt. All this stuff. Um, Because it seems like people are tired of women coming forward and accusing men of abuse um because it is true i i just haven't seen the same energy of the public um you know decrying the behavior of abusive men as they are with the behavior of one person one woman amber heard it's insane it's like it's like one million times the energy people are giving to this woman than they have to any single male abuser. Like even when Harvey Weinstein, who is obviously very guilty and has been charged with many counts of rape. Like I didn't see any men being like, yeah, he's, he's a piece of shit. He's the worst guy ever. You know, it's because he's a man, you know, and that's just the reality. The reality is that women are not liked and the fact that I like I didn't realize how bad misogyny really was until I was probably like in my late 20s or early 30s it was definitely like during my really abusive relationship that I started to see how bad it really was um yeah it took forever for me to really understand it to really understand that like like society people the world like they don't like women and they don't care what women have to say and they don't care that women are victimized like we're here to basically be holes for men and and that's the reality you know and there are a lot of women who don't want to believe that you know they'll they'll deny it for forever because it is it is a scary thing to realize like i think only the strongest women will be able to tolerate learning that. I mean, it it's heavy shit, you know, to, to realize like how many men really just hate women. Like even when I turn on the news, I just see story after story of like women being raped and murdered or young girls being raped and murdered or just straight up murdered and kidnapped and all kinds of horrible shit. But, like, how often do I see that? Like, how often do I see women killing men? Not often. And when you do see that, it often is 
um, a self-defense reaction or some sort of reactive abuse. And that's another thing. So reactive abuse, um, because a lot of people are talking about like, oh, well, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, they're mutually abusive. And that's not really something that is recognized um, psychologically. Um, professionals talk more about uh, reactive abuse. And what that is, is like when someone is so abusive to their victim that it provokes uncharacteristic reactions from them that uh, can be abusive or reflect or mirror the same abusive behavior that they received um and there's like that recording of uh him and her i don't know it's like eight in the morning in their kitchen and he's like obviously wasted there's like a video and you know he's like opening all the cabinets and slamming them which is like another red flag that i see like you have to be i feel like you can only have like seen these red flags or understood them if you lived it and I've, I've lived it. So like, like seeing someone like slam things like that to me, it's like such a huge red flag of physical abuse. Um, you know, and he's drunk and he's like looking for like a bottle of wine at 8am and he just seems like an angry drunk. Like, I mean, nobody who is, who's wasted at eight in the morning is a pleasant person and <laughs> like I'm not trying to say like oh he's like this totally like evil person but I totally see uh traits and features of abusiveness there and the way that she's speaking to him I can sense that there's some sort of like codependency some sort of desperation where you know, a lot of alcoholics and addicts have a very avoidant uh, personality where like in relationships, um, they'll have, you know, problems with being intimate, problems with being genuine and completely honest all the time and just, you know, just be generally avoidant of discussing serious issues or sharing their actual feelings. And, you know, I just got the sense from watching this that that's what we were seeing. We were seeing somebody who's like very codependent with somebody who is an active addict. And her reaction to his behavior can be perceived as her being the abuser. But the another reason why I lean towards him being abusive is because, you know, why is he choosing to drag this out have this trial you know he's the one he's the plaintiff he initiated this right and his behavior in the courtroom to me has been such a red flag like he's like smiling making jokes this is like a serious trial like this is over like hundreds of millions of dollars you know the accusations are huge and he's he's like sitting there like doodling and eating gummy bears and people are like oh he's so he's so like sweet and quirky or whatever he's like 60 years old like he's almost 60 and he's like sitting there like like drawing little cartoon characters in the court i don't get it like why do people think that is like charming it's like so weird like i think the way that we think about celebrities is bizarre it's like people saw him in edward scissorhands and I don't know what year that came out, 1990. And ever since then, like, people were just like, oh, my God, like, oh, he's so perfect. He's so hot, whatever. And he's not hot anymore. Like, he looks bloated and, like, he drinks all the time. Quite honestly. 
I know what that looks like. Because, <laughs> yeah, I like a little booze once in a while. Hold on. Yeah, just like this idea that, I don't know, that his behavior is like cutesy or acceptable in a court setting is really strange to me. Especially because Amber Heard, I've seen her, she's just like sitting there very like reserved and listening and not like playing around or like doing anything. But like, if she even breathes or like, you know, dares to wear like a certain outfit, people are like, that bitch that fucking bitch it's crazy like people on social media are fucking nuts like this is like social media is the worst thing we ever did it really is like it really shows you like who people are and like the things they believe and i've noticed there's a lot of overlap between johnny depp supporters and like um anti-vaxxers and <laughs> It's true because like it feels like like MRA type um, groups and like how do you even know how you say this is like you know men going their own way how do you say that I don't know how you say the abbreviation but the abbreviation is MGTOW men going their own way like they're propping up Johnny Depp as this like martyr as this like men can be victims too type thing or women are liars you know and they're using this one incident to sort of use it as a backlash in reaction to some of the progress that was made during Me Too. And that's like very concerning, you know? And I think the result of the trial um, will be that he is not going to win this. I, you know, I, I've watched it. I've like seen a lot of the depositions. I've, um, you know, watch most of the testimony and it's really not going as well for him as people think. And and I think that's because people don't have a, even a basic understanding of what defamation is or how you prove it. Um, it's just fascinating. So anyway, that's, that's what's been on my mind. Um, nothing really uh, pertinent to report other than that. Um, I did see a movie recently that I highly recommend. It's called Paris 13th District. And it is a foreign film taking place in uh, Paris, obviously. Um, and it's based on some sort of graphic novel. Um, I'm not sure what it's called, but I know that it's based partially on a graphic novel that is about um, a woman who is a webcam girl. And that's one of the subplots in the movie. Um, but it's about, you know, like young adults in Paris who are dating and fucking each other and... Um, it's, it was just, like, really good. It was diverse. You know, everybody in the movie was either a woman or not white, um, which you rarely see in a movie. Um, and it's in black and white. It was very well done. I saw Landmark. Highly recommend it. Um, what other things have I been consuming? Oh, I watched 1883. I, have I talked about Yellowstone at all? I don't remember the last time I put out a pod but I watched all four seasons of Yellowstone which is the top rated show in the country because um well it would appeal to conservatives for sure because it takes place on a ranch and has Kevin Costner and even though I think Kevin Costner is liberal isn't he I'm pretty sure um maybe he's not oh my god this is gonna keep me awake at night thinking about this but um it's a show about 
uh, the Dutton family who owns this this ranch in Montana. And there's four seasons. It's basically like Sons of Anarchy, but on a ranch. And 1883 is the prequel series. And it stars um, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill and Sam Elliott. And Tim McGraw actually is a really good actor. I was surprised. Uh, Faith Hill could... Um, use some classes but you know she's passable um (laughs) but the show overall 1883 really good really sad i cried i loved it um so i just finished that if you are looking for some shows to watch um if that's where your life has taken you and the only thing you have to look forward to is binging a television show that you did not make um (laughs) because i need to reflect on the fact that I am not working in television, even though I wanted to work in television for many years. But my mental illness is unfortunately for me uh, seemingly cured. And I don't want to be around many of these unpleasant people. So I think that sums it up. I think we, um, you know, came to a good conclusion. And that's uh, pretty much it. Um, I'm still active on Twitter. My Twitter is doing pretty well. At um, Heather on Twitter. Also, follow me on Instagram. I desperately need Instagram followers. Um, I'm pretty. I don't I don't know if you know that, but yes, um, I am uh, traditionally facially attractive. Um, you know, pretty good body. Um, <laughs> why am I like saying it like that? That's so weird. Anyway, um, yeah, so same handle on Instagram, Fixed Air Heather. I'm also on TikTok, at Unruly Maruli. Will I be doing stand-up comedy ever again? Probably, honestly, probably I will. Will I go off my meds to do stand-up comedy? Maybe. Maybe. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Uh, Take care, because everybody out there has COVID again, apparently. This is what I'm hearing. That's what's in the rumor mill. COVID. Okay, so mask up, be safe, all that. Okay, good night. Stop.